This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A butt-dialing criminal moron. A Cosmo headline quiz. rent a jew <laughs> A record that will never be broken. And Rick's brush with William Shatner. All that and unlimited tangents and maybe a record-setting tangent this week on Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hello, everybody. Rick Kemper and Dave Stern standing by, ready to deliver more Minutia for you. And you know, this has been kind of a crazy couple of weeks. We've got all these books out. We've got uh, three mm-hmm. three uh, big books out. One by Robert Hergeth, uh, one by... Uh, Mark Jelinus and another one from uh, Bobby Scafish. And so you, we've been kind of running around like like crazed men over the last few oh, weeks. We're going to going to the printer. Yeah. Uh, you know, got a you know, meeting with authors. Going <laughs> I mean, signings. really, seriously, yeah, it's we're, been we're, ridiculous. We're like working. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't I know. like that. <laughs> no. uh, and, um, you know, before we start, yeah. um, I'm a little I don't know, weepy. Weepy. Um, I feel vulnerable today. Okay. Um, I had an experience yesterday. So if I'm not at my peak performance today, I can't um, believe that would be possible, but all well, right. Um, I kind of had a, kind of had a, uh, like I said, a, a, an experience at an auto parts dealer yesterday. Oh, no. Um, and, um, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable sharing all the little uh, details yeah, of my life. Spit it out. Oh, what happened? Uh, so I go to, um, well, okay. Let me let me backtrack. Um, you got a minute? Yeah, <laughs> I got uh, nothing else going on right now. You know, uh, whenever I say you got a minute, yeah. it's usually about fifteen. Right. I just buckled so, up. I yeah, just put on up. my yeah. seatbelt. Yeah, get get a drink, maybe uh-huh. make a sandwich or something. Um, so Sunday it snowed, right? I mean, it snowed like basically most of Saturday and Sunday. Right. So Monday morning, um, you know, we don't have a garage, so I had to you know, unsnow the car. I had to dig the car out. Right. Right. Um, and it was this real icy snow. I mean, I'm sure you remember, right. It was that heavy icy snow. Yeah. My boys were complaining about it. Pardon me. My boys were complaining about it. I no longer do any snow removal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And at your age, I think that's a probably a good idea. It's for the best. So I'm cleaning out, you know, I'm, I'm chopping the ice off of the window and I inadvertently hit the windshield wiper on the driver's side and it blew apart or the, you know, it came off the, the windshield wiper came off, not the, the arm, but the, you know, the blade, you know sure. what I'm talking yeah. about, right? So, um, I didn't do anything Monday cause I had to run and I had to see Hergeth and I had to go to the printer. I mean, I had a lot of things to do. So yesterday I had to go to the, I had to get this fixed, right? Now. I don't know if you're like me, but whenever I enter either a Home Depot or an auto parts store, yeah. um, I feel like a very small little man. You know what I mean? I feel I, like a fraud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like everyone is looking at me going, what's he doing here? He shouldn't right. be here. He's yeah. never been he here before. Belong. He doesn't have any idea what he's doing. Right. So I go to and, and I thought this was an easy thing to do. Right. I mean, I, I would, you've replaced windshield wipers before, right? Sure. Okay. So I go to the store. I'm not going to tell you what store it is, but it sounds like an Irish guy. 
O'Reilly okay. Auto Parts. Okay. You know, oh, you cracked the code. <laughs> so I go, and they were, you know, I walk in there. It's a very nice store. So I go in there. I go to the counter, and I go, I need, you know, I need a, a windshield wiper for my car, you know. And then the guy goes, okay, do you need the fixture, or do you need the arm, or do you need the blade? And I'm like, well, and it's, and at that point, as soon as you ask me a question, yeah, I just start. I, I can't. I can't. You crumple. Talk. You crumple and fall to I the am. floor. I am. The little people in my brain are, is like that vision of the 1960s and uh, NASA <laughs> when there's a problem. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Everybody's I do. running around and in the control room. Yeah. Whatever. So <laughs> I say, no, I need the thing. You know the. I need the thing that, you know, clicks on the thing. You know, the, the, the rubber thing is what I started saying. Okay. Oh, so you just need the blade. I'm like, no, I need the – so 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 I'm taking – I'm like a wounded otter right now. Right. And meanwhile, and, his his eyes are opening and closing and making cash register sounds. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I finally am able to convey to him that I need the, the thing that the, – the, the rubber blade or the rubber thing and the thing that attaches to it to click onto my, you know – metal arm thing you know what i'm talking sure. about sure god so you were so terrible at telling this story <laughs> okay well because i don't even know what i'm talking about okay so so i go and um he goes you know what kind of car do you have and i go well it's a toyota sienna 2005 and he goes is it an se or an le i don't know okay yeah so i have to go to the parking lot and i parked all the way at the other end of the parking lot i had to go all the way there look at the back of my car to see what it was and it was an le i come back so he goes okay an le so he gets me. So he gets me the. You know, he, I I buy the thing. He, then they, he tells me, you know, he asks me, do I want the three blade, the 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 the, the water resistant, the whatever, the whatever. I finally decide what I want, and then he rings it up and he goes, it'll be one hundred and forty seven dollars and seventy cents. What? Right. At at at, at this point, For wiper blades. Well, at this point, I mean, he knows he has me. I mean, he he's like I said, he's a shark swimming around a wounded otter right yeah. here you know so i i, I and, and i'm so embarrassed at this point because there's people like in line behind me yeah, uh-huh. and this is taking way too long right right so i'm about to give his my credit card he goes i'm just fooling with you it's 37 20 <laughs> so he's screwing around with me because he knows that i'm completely you know the, the hapless yeah so he gives that's so he that's gives like his, making fun of the handicapped <laughs> it, it really is it really is so I get the windshield wipers and I get one for the passenger side and I want to get one for the driver's side um, because it was it was cheaper. Gonna, and, you know, I always look out for a deal. So I am too embarrassed at that point to ask them to help me put it on. OK, sure. So, I mean, so I go out and I click it on seamlessly. I look on the instructions on the little pack and. I click it on seamlessly. I mean, it's fantastic. And I'm I'm king of the world right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like Tom Hanks when he discovers how to make fire in that Castaways movie. Okay. You know, yeah, uh-huh. dance it around. Then I realized that I put the passenger side blade on the driver's side side. You know, they're different sizes. Sure, of course. One right. is probably like yeah, 24 and the other one's 20, somewhere around there. <laughs> i've never been more impressed with you ever so i'm like all right well no big deal i got to just take it off right it's how hard can it be to take i could not take the bitch off i could not get the 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 the, the, the thing off the thing 
You know what I mean? It is, so, you are on minute seven of this story, just so you know. Okay. There is a kind of a payoff at the end. Uh, so I have to go back in there, and it's and, and our windows are so dirty because I had two days without a windshield wiper. It was like you know a storefront that had you – know, you know how they soap the water? Yes, wa- okay. The, get to the point. What okay. happened? So I, so I have to go back to the guy and sheepishly go, look, I need help here. I can't drive. I need help to take – the blade off and they go well, why do you need to take the blade off and i had to say out loud because i put the passenger side on the driver's side and now the whole place is laughing at me okay <laughs> so this little girl who's like oh no i don't know oh, like no. 17 she's like 17 a high school kid she's like you know five foot one 103 uh-huh. pounds comes <laughs> i'll help you sir so she comes out she takes it off in like a half a second Okay. Yeah. She takes she takes the other one. She she makes everything good. She puts the right blade on the right side. Whatever. And as she's walking away, she looks at me. She goes, "Do you need a hug?" Oh my god. <laughs> so I hug her, and I'm never going back to that O'Reilly's Auto Part story. <laughs> oh my god. So is that worth eight minutes? No, not at all. <laughs> not okay. at all. But all right. I, you know, I feel your pain. I really do. I feel okay. your pain. Uh, we should probably get to some minutia, although that was incredibly minutia-ish. Uh, uh, what do you um, got for us? This, wait, you know, you know, we got a new one. We got a new audio clip. Hang on one second. Ready? This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. <laughs> Just says this week's minutia. All right. So there you go. What do you got? Uh, um, this is out of Danville, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Uh, According to the Danville Advocate Messenger, police say two suspects were sitting inside their car outside of Brothers Barbecue discussing their plans to rob the restaurant. So I guess they were casing the joint, right? Okay. Is that how they do it? Yeah. However, unfortunately for one of them, they had actually butt dialed police dispatch. So so they must have called police dispatch, right? To have exactly, it on a right, to, I mean, their contacts, yeah. right? So if you're a crook, why do you even have Although it could have been just 911 or something, right? It could have right. Yeah. Yeah. So as they're talking about how they're going to rob <laughs> Brothers Barbecue um, which brother's barbecue are you referring to, my 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 criminal right. friend? Um, right. The one on North Maple Avenue. Right. Well, they, yeah, they've got great brisket. So, um, so they, um, so they're talking about how they're going to rob it, and the police dispatcher is just thinking, you know, just listening to what's going on. So they triangulate the, you know, where the 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 phone is coming from. And they realize that the police chief, Tony Gray, <laughs> yeah. is eating at that restaurant oh at the exact God. same time. Hey, okay. Wait, did you say this was in Florida? No, Danville, Kentucky. Ah. Right. Uh, so, so the police dispatch calls Chief Gray. It says, hey, by the way, there are a couple people in the parking lot going to rob this place. Yeah. So he co- so he you know finishes up his pork sandwich or whatever, goes outside. And sees the two guys in the car. They have like gloves. They've got masks. They got the whole thing. And they get arrested. How did you do that? You are the greatest cop ever. 
<laughs> so, um, so the, the only uh, so thing that would have made that story better is if it was a donut shop. Yeah. yeah. But that um, that is this is a this story is a perfect example of why every wacky morning show in the country does like a dumb crooks bit <laughs> because because right, unlimited about yeah let's face it you guys who are going to be robbing a barbecue place not at the top of the line in terms of criminals yeah right right, right, right. if you're going uh, to be a crook you got to think bigger yeah yeah borrow um, billions spend it on yourself live a ridiculously um, lavish lifestyle then when you go bankrupt run for president yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, now you butt dial me regularly, and I probably butt dial you regularly. Yeah, right? I kind of like it. I, I kind of uh, like hearing uh, hearing you're uh, listening to uh, the radio, or the kids screaming. WBBM News Radio, or or right. or the kids screaming. Yes, that's right. true. Uh, now, have you ever accidentally butt dialed someone and got into an embarrassing situation? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not that I know of. There might I was be somebody on the, out there that, that knows of something, but I was on the opposite end of one. Uh, this goes back about seven years ago. This is a shorter story than the <laughs> <Okay, intro>. good. <laughs> uh, that um, this is when my mom was sick. I mean, she was really sick. This was we're in. I mean, she's very sick. And I was taking a lot of time off of work at that time because I was taking care of my mom. So I call my office. I'm not going to tell you what company I work for, but their headquarters are in Missouri and feel free to look at my LinkedIn page to find out where it was. Um, and I called the office in the morning and say, look, I'm going to forward phone calls because I don't, you know, cause I have to deal with my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. So while I'm at the hospital with my mom, I get a voicemail from, from my boss's cell phone. So I listen to it, and it's him butt-dialing me, but complaining to other coworkers about how much time I'm taking off. Oh, boy. Um, and <laughs> I remember sitting there with my mom you know, in her room listening. And I, you know, it was on f- voicemail, so I had to rewind it. You know, I was able to rewind it and listen to it and rewind it and listen. And there was no doubt. I mean, it was, you know, I know she is sick, but he still has got to work. You know, we're not <laughs> oh having Oh, my God. Lunch. This paper yeah. is not selling itself. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so, and it was just, and it, I mean, it was just horrible. Uh, so, after, so when I got back home or whatever, I called a couple of my coworkers and I said, hey, did you know, I got this voice message. And they said, oh, yeah, they've been complaining about you all day today. Wow. About how much you take out. Huh. Did you ever tell your boss that you, that you had that voice? No, I think, no, and I'm not sure he's a listener to this uh podcast but he would know now no i never no of course i in my head i did <laughs> i totally confronted him in my head but uh yeah so that was the only okay. butt dial investment that i had. i like that so yesterday i was at the uh, grocery store you know we live very glamorous lifestyles dave's at the o'reilly shop i'm at the uh, grocery store um but they only had three uh cashiers for for the entire jewel store mm-hmm. in Earmall Prospect. And the lines were ridiculously long and people were ticked off. The old oh, the old lady in front of me said, Can you watch my cart? I'm gonna go bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she was like a 75, 80 year old woman and charged charged over to the uh to the service desk, started yelling at. Her. But anyway, I'm standing there in, in line forever. So 
you know what you do in line at a grocery store is you look at the the, the magazine. magazine. Right. Right, right, right. Right. And yeah, so if you want to know anything that's going on in terms of, you know, secret Trump stories and stuff like that, let me know. But the thing that caught my eye was Cosmo, the the magazine, Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. I never look at it, but I looked at it yesterday and the the headlines on there I want to run these by you because this is a one of them caught my eye and see if you can guess which one caught my eye and then see if you can guess which one of these is not a real headline. Okay. Uh, Okay. Okay. Here are the uh, five uh, headlines. The seven best orgasm tricks. Okay. That's that's obviously true. That's B. Okay. The secret to true love on your second date. Okay. Okay. Three. How to give yourself a Brazilian. <laughs> okay. Four. Okay. 21 ways to blow his mind with your finger. Okay. That's the one that, that's the one that turned your head. No, not yet. And okay. five. Naughty tips to get you there, even if you've been together forever. I, I still think the finger and blow your the mind is the one that turned your head. No, nope, that is not true. Um... Give yourself a Brazilian? Nope, that's not it either. Uh, what were the other ones? Um, or secret orgasm tricks, true love on the second date, naughty tips to get the- there, even if you've been together forever. Tips, tips to get there was what? yes. Uh, it okay. caught my eye because it it sounds almost like something that would be aimed at married women. By the way, the fake one was the uh, blowing your mind with the finger. That was really that was the one. yeah. <laughs> Because that's the one I was. That was the one that I was going to run out and. Read. Well, I could come up with some. I'll I'll have to come up with twenty one of them. Yeah. But as I was as I was looking at that, I thought, you know, what if they came out with a Cosmo just for married women? Oh, that'd be fantastic. I have a couple of possible uh, headlines that they could put on their first okay. issue. Okay, these are free. The Cosmopolitan. If you want to have like a Cosmo married uh, magazine, here here you go. You ready? Hmm. Trick yourself. It's not a hairy beer belly. It's a furry pillow. <laughs> okay, good. All like right. it. Sure. How to call him a dumbass without ever using the word. Okay. Uh, they, <laughs> most women don't need an article. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Viagra may kill him, but he'll be happy. He'll, but he'll die happy and you can't be prosecuted. <laughs> okay. Good. And then here's my last one. You really need to put sunscreen on your bald spot and 100, 101 <laughs> other surefire mood killers when you really need it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, or like with, with my wife, uh, make, up, make up fake cheeses for him to get at the grocery store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, that Cosmo, uh, that, I bet you that is the first article ever written for married women on the, on the cover of that magazine. Yeah, I... Um, yeah, I would imagine most married women are probably not getting Cosmo. I no, think. of course I not. They're not. No. They're not looking for you know how to give themselves a Brazilians. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they're married. They don't care. Um, the uh, I have I've been known to look at a Cosmopolitan cover every once in a while because they're usually women that are not dressed all that much. Yeah, right? that's true. That's the one, right? That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, you have some more minutiae for us, I believe? Uh, I do. And this is coming out of Germany, Rick. Okay. My fatherland. Uh, 
Yeah, your fatherland. And um, I like the spirit of this, although I think the execution is a little off. All right. Um, it, it, this is something that's coming out of or in Munich. Munich. Okay, you know where Munich sure. is, yes. obviously. Um, and this is uh, done at a uh, technical college in Solingen, Western Germany. I guess that must be near Munich, okay. I guess, right? Have you ever heard of Solingen? No. Well, they have a program here, um, and it's called Rent-A-Jew. Okay. You're kidding, right? No, I am not. Um, with a population of 100,000 Jews, Germany is home to one of the world's fastest growing Jewish communities. And yet Germans, many Germans have never met a Jewish person. So these two Jews decided that they were going to start this program called Rent-A-Jew. And I like the spirit of it, right? Um, <laughs> but what it is, is that I love they the will, I love the name of it. <laughs> right. And it's called, and it is Rent-A-Jew. This is not, we didn't make this up. It's called Rent-A-Jew. That's catchy. Um, and what they do is they will, uh, you know what, they didn't discuss price, so I <laughs> Which you would think renting a Jew, the price would possibly be. Might be a little pricey. <laughs> um, and, but what they do is they hook up Jews with German families uh, to, you know, to, 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 to expose them, right? I mean, to, to non-Jews. Yeah, that's a nice idea. I mean, exactly. are you going to put yourself up for rent? Um well, well. Uh, I mean, we, I think you've just shown how much you're capable of. Uh, like, if you need to go to the auto store, right, auto right. part shop. But if if they need somebody to like, you know, help call for reservations, you could do right. that. Uh, um, well, you know, when we got our guinea pig, um, we we got like a th- who died by the way over the weekend. No. We got a three Rest in peace. like pa- yeah, we had, we had a three page. Like list of how to care for your guinea pig, oh, no. right? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> so, I'm curious, and I'm just spitballing here. Are they giving you a list on how to care for your Jew while you're, you know, while you're renting him? What do you think? Whatever you do, don't ask him to do mime bits. <laughs> right, or like you say, manual labor. <laughs> you know, but don't if you need him. someone to calculate someone's yearly wage based on an <laughs> hourly figure. <laughs> Off the top of their head, isn't that your specialty? I can't give me a give me a eight dollars and twenty five cents an hour, seventeen thousand four hundred twenty bucks a year. This is what I'm talking about. This is like this is like a stupid human trick. Yeah. Um, but you know, do, do they have you know a couple of things that I think it's funny is like it's not good enough to observe us in the wild in our natural habitat. <laughs> you have to domesticate us in your house, right? To <laughs> To learn about the Jews. Such a weird idea. I mean, I I guess I I like the spirit of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And I wonder if they, you know, there's tips. You know, make sure you have enough antihistamines and antacids because we we are very generally we have very delicate constitutions. Right. Don't buy the gefilte fish. No one actually eats that. Uh, uh, So, so that's in Germany. So if you if people are in Germany that are listening to our show and you. Want to rent a Jew? <laughs> go right ahead. You know, uh, so there you go. What What would you charge for how? What kind of period of time? I don't know, say weekly. Oh, uh, you know, a week of Dave. Oh my God! What's minimum <laughs> wage? Fifteen bucks. You sh- You would pay them <laughs> to get out of oh, your house get, for a week, right? 
Wait, do you have any yeah. kids? <laughs> no, okay. no kids. I'm in. <laughs> what are you yeah, going to need? Right. I'll watch your television for you. I'll do whatever you want. Well, did you ever see that that NASA was doing a um, that, that that they were uh, researching the effects of being still um, on and they needed people to be the control subjects. And what it was, it was like for like six weeks, you go to a hospital and you can only lie in a hospital bed. Did you see this? No. So, and it, and it was like $17,000 you get, but you had to go into a I hospital. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. That w- I, I, I'm creeping out just even thinking about it. You know, those little MRI uh, machines, the tubes that yeah, they yeah. put you in, those uh, are my worst nightmare. I had to do it one time and it. They thought I was having a like a brain issue, um, and they had to put me in there for you know thirty minutes or whatever. I completely freaked out. I could not handle it. And it, the the part that freaked me out was not being in the tube. It was not being able to move because what? I didn't even uh, realize this about myself. And it might be my forty seven thousand cups of coffee that I drink every day, but I cannot sit still. I look like a guy who is always sitting still. <laughs> But apparently, yeah, right. yeah. I am not. I have lots of nervous energy that I didn't even know I had. Um, see, I don't. I think I could really do this for six weeks. They got a TV. They had Wi-Fi. You could still, I mean, you could still be on the computer. We could still do the podcast. Well, no, you'd um, have to move. But you could, I mean, you were able to move in the bed. I mean, it wasn't like you had a, it wasn't like they strapped you down. Well, you're a hand gesturer. I am. You yes. are. You are a hand gesturer. You could never talk to somebody without moving your hands. Well, I think they, they allowed you to move, that you could move your hands. I think you just had a light. You had to like not move, like walk around for six weeks. Oh, 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 you mean just like lie down? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like you. they were strapped down and you couldn't move your hands. Oh, you I thought st- you couldn't move anything. You're like like a mime or a, or a, a mannequin or something. No, it no, it wasn't a six week mannequin challenge. Oh, no, it's okay. like all you have to do is lie in bed for six weeks. Well, that's great. Had, <laughs> I, I know, and they fed you and everything. In fact, I think that you had to. Well, I don't know about bodily functions. Oh yeah, right. I don't know. I didn't. That's. Uh, but it was. It was like seventeen grand for like six weeks. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a see. There's some bonus minutiae that you provided that he hadn't even prepared. Yeah. All right, it's uh, time for our Cubs segment. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. Okay, so this week in uh, Cubs history, we have uh, a couple of very important uh, births. Uh, Two uh, huge Chicago Cubs pitchers, including my all-time favorite, Fergie Jenkins, who I just realized is a Jenkins Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. You know what? We've got some audio for him. Let's play that. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! (laughs) It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! Now, this Jenkins was not an employee that screwed up. He won 284 games in his big league career. But, you know, when I was researching him, I did discover something interesting about him. Uh, One year, 1968, he five times lost games one to nothing. Oh, my God. He won 20 games, but he lost five one to nothing games. In his Hall of Fame career, he lost 45 times 
in which his team did not score one run. Oh my god! So they were shut out forty forty five times. Wow! So that's a that's an unlucky guy, uh, but my all time favorite Cub and a great a great uh, a great pitcher. If you want to, if you're a Cub fan, go to justonebadcentury.com and look up our every Cub ever feature. And go in the letter J. Look up Fergie Jenkins because there's a film there that was created by Canadian Broadcasting in like 1972 because Fergie's Canadian, and yeah. it features all the Cubs of my youth, you know, and Leo DeRocher and you know Joe Pepitone and all those guys. It's really uh-huh. fantastic. I I strongly recommend you watch it. It's about 30 minutes if you're if you're a Cubs fan of Fergie Jenkins. And we fan. and we met. Fergie a couple of years ago. We did. That's a heartwarming story. Share the minutiae Fergie Jenkins story. We stood in line. Uh, we shook his gigantic hand, yep. paid him $80, and he gave me an autographed baseball. Right. Um, but we wanted him to sign with the big pen. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't do so, it. Did he, did he refuse? Yeah, we, so I had this enormous, a little bit of my passive aggressive nature. I had a, I don't know, was it a foot and a half long? No, maybe not. Like a foot, 12 inches. It was a big Minnie Mouse pen that I had gotten from Disney. You know, one of those real huge Minnie Mouse pens. Yeah. So, um, so we gave that, you gave that to him to sign and he refused to do it. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> but CJ Edwards, remember him? Yeah. He loved the Minnie Mouse pen and, in fact, sought us out afterwards because a kid wanted to get an autograph and he didn't have a pen. So he came back to us. I remember to that. Say, hey, can I, can I borrow the Minnie Mouse pen? And little did we know that a few years later he would be pitching in the ninth inning of the seventh game of the World Series that the Cubs were victorious in. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, also this week, uh, Jack Brakeman Taylor was born and he uh, – has a record, Dave, that will never be broken. Listen to this. Um, he was a pitcher also. From June 20th, 1901, until August 9th, 1906, he threw 187 consecutive complete games. No way, really? Complete games, yes. The stretch included occasions where he pitched both ends of a doubleheader, an 18-inning game, and two 14-inning games. What years for this? 01 through 06. But here's the thing about uh, Jack Taylor. He was uh he was on the on the Cubs during the World Series years of 06 and 07, but they wouldn't let him pitch in the World Series because they thought he was a cheater and was going to throw it for money. But he did pitch uh, a lot, and that's a record that will never be broken. 187 consecutive complete games. So okay. What was his nickname? What was his? Breakman. They called him Breakman because uh, he would put the brakes on their losing streaks. Well, he pitched pretty much every day. Well, no, he didn't. I mean, he <laughs> well, pitched every four days. But, you know, Breakman is also, in the old days, what they called the guys on trains who would go right, and right, pull right, the, right, yeah. right. So there you go. That's uh, this week's Just One Bad Century. Time for our final segment. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the big Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity. And these are all people that I have met uh, throughout my 
long radio career and other places. And he likes to hear these stories. So I will tell whatever story you've pulled out there. Uh, and I've, you know, a lot of these, I know that I remember some of these stories, never even heard of this. I mean, I heard of this guy, William Shatner. Don't even know what, uh, so this, please. that, that might be because I think you were even still in Champagne when this thing happened. I, it was one of the first big celebrities that I met when I was working at the loop. My first, um, public appearance you know, our personal appearance are called as a uh-huh. disc jockey. They sent me out as Rick Kempfer, you know, meet Rick Kempfer. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, how, how long were the lines? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh my God. It was humiliating. It was absolutely humiliating. It was at the auto show. Not the auto parts store. No, the auto was- show. Right. Okay. At McCormick place. And if you've ever been like a vendor at McCormick place, you know that there are rules uh, as far as the uh, the union goes, right? right like, like the guy who has to, you have to have somebody plug in something, right? Exactly. And whatever. You right? can't yeah. do anything. You cannot touch anything. Well, I didn't know this. I was like 24 years old. I had no idea. Um, but they uh, they they told me awful quickly while I was hanging a banner, you know, that said the loop on it. So at least people had heard of the radio station because I knew they hadn't heard of me. Um, <laughs> The guy came up to me and said, uh, "Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't do that." And they they rolled up with one of those uh, little cat uh, tractor trailer things, like a cherry picker. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And and three guys were in it. One guy gets out. The other two guys remain in it. And he hangs it up. And the, the other two guys go, "Looks good." Goes <laughs> right. back in right. it. Anyway. Let's have lunch. Yeah. Right. That has really nothing to do with meeting William Shatner, but this was going on right next door <clears throat> to where William Shatner was making a personal appearance. Now, this is between um, between Star Trek and, you know, those movies were big in the early 80s. And then he, he had this career resurgence later when yeah. he did the Priceline ads and he, he was on Boston Legal and all that stuff. This is in that time period in between when William okay. Shatner was just... You know, a guy, a washed-up actor, basically. So he was a bigger draw than a Rick Kempfer, but not a whole lot more. Right. I believe there were like 15 people in line waiting for him, and there were zero for me. <laughs> right? Okay. All right. Okay. But I was like, hey, well, no one's here to see me. I'm going to go and meet William Shatner, sure. <laughs> right? Sure. Right. I've always wanted to meet him. <laughs> Excuse me. So I'm in line. we we'll finally get – as he finally comes out of his trailer – he was back there playing cards or something with with the Teamsters. He walks up to the front and he said, uh, listen, uh, pleased to meet you, William Shatner. Um, uh, you can come up and uh, press the flesh. I will not be signing any autographs, but, uh, you know, we can say hello. And uh, thanks for coming out. <laughs> and so everyone gets in line. He walks up and you shake his hand. And, and I got up and shook his hand and he was bombed. Like his, his, he had like his eyes were all bloodshot, and he reeked of alcohol. <laughs> That's great. I think it was wine or something, but I mean, his teeth were purple. Like, <laughs> hey, how you doing, Captain Kirk? Uh, you can't be driving the Starship Enterprise in that shit. You're right, right, you're right. You need a designated driver. Uh, so that is my William cool. Shatner story. I met him for like five seconds, but uh, it was memorable because of that reason. Didn't you 
and Landecker. Oh, maybe I get this wrong. Meet him in Disney World or what? I know Star Trek. That's a story for another time. Oh, okay. That's a story right, for another time. It's not a William Shatner story, but I want to. I don't want to blow it. If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, uh, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I was on Lasano and Friends last weekend and uh, had a great time. Um, I accidentally said, though, if you were listening to that show, I accidentally said that I was the host of Minutia Men and not the co-host. Yeah, Accidentally. So my apologies to you for that. How did that possibly happen? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry that about is that. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> so unlike me. Uh, they also played a uh, an audio clip of me doing a Steve Austin six million dollar man impersonation that a mana 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 mana, which I thought was was very funny. Uh, great talk radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com. And ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opi Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week for another episode of... Well, hold on. I got We will be back next week, but we have to tape the show a day earlier because I have my colonoscopy. And one week from, actually, I believe right now... I will be having a colonoscopy, so we have to tape our show on Tuesday. Really? Rather than what? Okay. Well, that was uh, important information for our listeners to know, and we'll (laughs) be finding out more about Dave's colonoscopy in two weeks. Uh, Yes. Can we broadcast it live? Yeah. I I have a call into the doctor if he allows us. Okay. But I don't think they will. Sounds good. So we'll be back again with another episode of... Minutia Man. Thank you. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Lausano or Lausano and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like the, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying, yeah. they're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple of things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? You know, I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, right. but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides and I decided 
who's who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. Channels. Oh, and it's that's, all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and present it like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking points. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news, yeah. and I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know you think God. that Glenn Beck oh my has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay, yeah. Glenn... Yeah. As a showman, I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Really, I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it, mm. and he's very he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining, at doing and it. he could do it without calls. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah, that's what very I'm few guys can do that. Right. There's everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's just like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis, and there's guys. I mean, there, literally, there are guys that yeah. you know, Tom. Tom Thompson. It's like, really? You think we're that stupid? We can't remember your name? That you have the name of yourself twice? <laughs> Assholes. Radio Misfits. Get more. Lausano and Friends. Lausano. Now on Lausano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lausano or whatever it's called.